Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Adam Bomb Show, number 156. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked all day to good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you and you and whoever. Good morning. 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 Well, it is a good morning, Ed. How are you? I love January, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, nice and cold and dreary, and you go to, you know, it's dark at 5.30. It's great. Yeah, nobody has the flu or anything like that. <laughs> no, it's no, everybody's great. Oh, yeah, everybody's healthy and happy. You got that right. Yeah. Well, we made it to mid-January. You doing all right today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Doing great. All right. It's, um, you know, the MLK Day is in mid-January. What is that, yep. the 17th? That's yeah, on Monday. Uh, right here. What is that? Is that like the second that's Monday or third Monday mm -hmm. of every January? Yeah, and that's a big holiday, so everybody goes to, uh, where does everybody fly off to? They, they, well, they used to fly off to Destin, but that's kind of cold in Destin. So. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little chilly. Yeah, it's a little chilly in Destin. I was, one time we went to spring break, we went down to um, our place in, in lower Florida, in southwest yeah. Florida, and we were talking with some of the children who from the school that went up to Destin, and they said, I, they said, how's it going? They said, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. <laughs> of course, if you go in that upper area, it will be. Well, you know, I mean, it can be cold in the Caribbean if you don't watch it mid-January. You never know. So, um, but this is show number 156, the Ed and Bob show. He's Ed, I'm Bob. Um, good to uh, hear your voice, Ed, and uh, kick off another show. Um, and, and this one should be fun, I think. Before we get any further, uh, any news that stands out in your mind that you want to talk yeah. about? Yeah, I think... Uh, 2024 watch for president. Trump enters 2022 this year as the clear front runner for the next GOP presidential nomination, without a doubt. And in the latest polls, of course, you know you can't believe polls, but the latest polls, yeah. uh, Governor Dukakis of Florida is, no, Ron De DeSantis. DeSantis, of Florida, yeah. Yeah, is a is second, and Mike Pence is a distant third with 8%. So I don't know that Pence is really a forerunner for president. Is, so. uh, was Pence um, always having to watch his words because of Trump and therefore never looked like a leader? Yeah, I think so. You know, he, even when he was away from Trump, he didn't look like a leader. Well, does being a leader mean that you've got to be uh, outspoken? No, but I think you got when you when you are, you need to say the right thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, and not be afraid to say them. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. One other thing, um, you know, this uh, we were going through Christmas gifts, and a lot of ladies might have received one of these. Uh, ear tags you've seen them i guess that apple has them. they put them on bags and put them on pocketbooks and no all what is that. it it's it's a well it, it's it goes with you and it tells you where your where your air tag is i mean you look it up on your phone you always know where it is oh so, okay so you can't yeah. lose whatever it is yeah you don't you get alert alerts on your phone but but the problem is that somebody could be following you um and and 
they, you know, they got an alert about that, and so they didn't want to go home. So these things are, you know, there's a legitimate use for this that consumers may well embrace, but their misuse means that they're also fit in with an expanding market for surveillance technology that people buy other cloud-connected devices, such as cameras, to keep tabs on one another, commit right, to right. harm. So it's, I, I don't especially like it, so... I, I like my privacy better than that. I don't know why anybody would buy a camera, to be honest with you. I think uh, the number one, we've got cameras in our house, mm -hmm. and uh, it's basically to see if the dog's okay when we're not there. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. You know, but I can control all the lights in the house wherever I am. Yeah, anywhere in the world. Yeah, do you do that? No, I can control some of the lights, but not all the lights. And and I, I uh, I don't mind having a camera. I have cameras at the house, on strategic places. Right. But uh, a lot of people have hidden cameras for other reasons than security. Oh, you know, yeah. You know no. what I'm talking about. Yeah. No. Other than your other than your dog. I got you. Well, I think that um, here's the thing. I believe. I do believe that more people's cameras are hacked than they know. And that people that have cameras in their houses, you need to keep an eye on them uh, because I think people hack into them and, and then sit there and watch you and then will turn it off when, you, when they're afraid they may get caught and then come back later. I think that a lot of that goes on and people are naive to think it doesn't. No, I think so too. I, I mean, you know, you, you told me something months and maybe years ago yeah. that, uh, you know, you can talk about something openly, not, right. not necessarily on your phone, but have your phone there. And right. the next thing you know, you're getting a, a text or an ad for what oh, you yeah. were talking about. Yeah. Your, your phone, Crazy. your Alexa, they're all listening to you to see what you need. <laughs> I have a friend that does not have a cat, and so uh, them and their um, wife or whatever decided they were going to talk about cats for three or four days. And they started getting emails about cat food, uh, everything a cat can need, uh, cat videos, mm -hmm. I mean, crazy stuff. I mean. I promise you, your phone, your Alexa, it's listening to you, and it knows what you're saying, and will try to put stuff in front of you and sells that to to advertisers. I know that because we sell it at the radio station. So yeah, that's true. You know, it is what it is. And the other thing about snooping, um, and I've said it before on this show, I'll never forget when. Uh, Comey or whatever, the head of the FBI was testifying before Congress mm -hmm. and he had tape over the camera on his computer. Yeah. Now, if the head of the FBI has to worry <laughs> about it, do you don't think me and you need to? I mean, oh, come I've on. Got I've got tape over mine right now. Yeah, but I, uh, I mean, all these cameras and stuff. If they can hack into your computer camera, I guarantee you they can hack into your home camera a lot easier than your computer. So, That's right. You know, with all this COVID-19 tests in high demand, too, and their efficiency in question, health departments from all over the country are 
looking at sewage samples to get a better idea of how much the coronavirus is spreading through communities. Oh my gosh. So, this is unbelievable. Experts say wastewater holds the key to better understanding the public health of cities and neighborhoods. Wow. So every time an infected person uses a toilet, they're flushing this information down the toilet where it's, it's collected and aggregated and mixing with poop from thousands of other people. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. They're analyzing everything, Ed. There's nothing <laughs> sacred or private. I got no. news for you. Nothing. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, All right, that's enough of that stuff. All right, all right. Let's move along. Tell everybody what the topic of the day is, and then you've got a sponsor, Ed. Today's topic is keys to being a success or being successful in life. I guess we're talking about business. And my sponsor is Weigel's. It's a convenience store chain that I'll bet almost all of our listeners are familiar with. And boy, we had a great year for eggnog. I've I've got a half a bottle left in the refrigerator. (laughs) Don't touch it. (laughs) And and, uh, these these folks have done a wonderful job. Boy, we had a big year of eggnog. My daughter came up from South Carolina, and the first thing she did was stop at Weigel's and got a bottle of eggnog. Mm. Evidently, Mm -hmm. they don't have it in South Carolina. But the Weigel's, you know, it's a convenience store, but it's more than a convenience store because each of these Weigel stores has a kitchen in it, and they have people back there cooking for you. You can order whatever you want, a hamburger, cheeseburger, and uh, just anything. So stop into Weigel's, get their milk. That's great. It's, it's so easy. But their very first store was num- number one, of course, on Sanderson Road in Knoxville, and mm. it's still there. That was in 1958. Wow. Long time. Good people. Mm-hmm. They are good people. You know, when you, um, what was it you were telling me about? Um, didn't, uh, they, when did they start delivering milk? Uh, Weigel's? Back in, oh. the, was it 40s or? Yeah. When did you say they got started? 1947. Wow. Did you, do you remember uh, when you were, and I don't know if it was just me or what, the milkman came and put milk on our doorstep and it was there in the morning when we would get up sitting on the doorstep and took the empty bottles. Yes. So it was the same way for you. Yeah. Is that, I can't imagine doing that job. No, Uh, because it just had a little paper lid on it. It wasn't anything fancy. Mm. You know, now we've got everything double and triple sealed and all this stuff because somebody may put something in, and something back then you didn't worry about somebody putting something in milk or something and but it, it was always sitting on the doorstep and every once in a while mom would put in an order for chocolate milk that'd be a treat like once a month <laughs> we'd have a chocolate milk sitting there on the step and that was a big deal buddy yeah that's <laughs> oh, true sorry i got a little sidetracked with my that's all right reminiscing I bottles though. <laughs> what what do you think made you determined to be successful? And then what was your plan or how did you do it? Well, me, myself, I wanted to, I, I, I watched other people because I'm really uneducated. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't a question of having degrees and things like that, but I watched other people and I watched successful people, the ones I thought were successful. And I watched how they dressed, I watched how they act, and I watched their working habits. And I realized that at, at the radio station where I worked, if you don't sell them football, you're not going to be successful. <laughs> so, 
But honestly, I really, and, and I love Bobby Denton, but I honestly tried to imitate him and follow everything that he did. And I noticed that one of the things that he did was he specialized in automobiles. So I started working with automobile dealerships and, and that's, I think that's truly one of the reasons why I became successful in sales anyway, but that's not necessarily why on the air, but, but you know, if you don't love what you do, it doesn't work that way. But, and a lot of that has to do with who you're working for. I think, you know, that they encourage you to do it, but, um, but you, you got to be good. You got to be damn good at what you're doing. You know. Well, do do you think it is where you work, or is it are you put in the is it putting in the hours, or is it shutting your mouth and and listening to others and 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 trying to help others succeed? What, what, all these little cogs in the wheel, where do you place them? Well, here's, here's the thing. I think it's a lot more than just working hard. I think you have to be at the right place at the right time. And there's a lot of luck involved in being successful. So do you think Donald Trump would be this successful if, he, if his father was not the father that he had that gave him the money to buy those buildings? Probably mm. not. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is it is success has a lot to do with 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 where you are when it happens. Um, but I don't know anyone who's gotten to the top without a lot of hard work, work. And that's the recipe. You know, I worked every weekend for a lot of years. I was a lot of high school, little baseball games with my children and stuff. Uh, and 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 that's that's I think putting in the hours, putting in the effort really makes a difference because I had the choice of working or not working. And I enjoyed what I did. And if you enjoy it, it makes it a lot better. What about you, Bob? Well, I think all that's true, Ed. I think that, um, and I got a, a question here. Some people, uh, I think that if you will get into sales with a decent product, let's say a decent product, whatever it may be, and be willing to work hard, you can make whatever you want to make. Um, or, or make, you know, good money. Uh, the other side of that is some people can't do sales. And so they would have to get in whatever job they're doing and be the best at it, wouldn't they? In order to get promoted to a point where they could make good money. Um, if money is your goal, and it's strictly money, not just Happiness, but like you said earlier, you, you need to be happier or you're going to be miserable the whole time and you probably won't be as successful. But if you're not a sales driven person, how can, um, how does somebody that's in a job that this is all you get paid, how can they succeed? How can there be the best success for them, do you think? Is it just well, it, it, being again, the best? I I think again, it's how you define success, because obviously in sales, it's it, it is it is money driven, mm -hmm. and and if and it's my I always told people that if you if you want to be successful, you got to touch the money, and in in radio that means we had to we had to touch the sales the commercials, and mm -hmm. in car sales you have to touch you got to go touch the money, and if you're touching the money, you're most likely to succeed unless you just can't stand it because <laughs> it'll fall in your lap sooner or later. 
Well, let's go through but some I, of this list, if you don't mind. Can we do that? Okay, go ahead. Like, um, and you just you can give me a couple of word uh, thoughts on it. I will too. Um, being committed and being motivated to succeed. Right. Well, it's kind of like a no-brainer. If you're not committed to being successful, you're not going to be successful unless unless mommy and daddy are giving you a bunch of money. Right. Um, unless you just want a job. Yeah. Um, how about this one? Learn as you are working. Learn from the journey. So, mm -hmm. um, like you were saying, you watched other people. So if you need to absorb what you're seeing and, and figure out how to make the most of it, don't you think? I think so. Uh, have fun along the way. We did that, but you, you know, what, what was it? The <laughs> old saying, um, don't play harder than you work. Right. You know, so, and if you work really hard, you can play a lot. Uh, think positively, having a positive mindset there you go. about that, trusting very yourself. Very important. Um, yeah. Let's see, uh, be honest with yourself. Um, you know, it, it, I think you have to constantly assess your situation. Because um, if it's not working out, you may have to move. Hopefully, you know. That's or, true. Or, and if you if your account list isn't working, you're going to have to get new some new accounts. And you know, it's just. And if the job you're working at doesn't, you have no. If there's no, if there's a ceiling over you, you have no chance to be successful. You're going to have to find something else to do. Well, that and that goes back to if you're in a, a job where this only pays that, how do you get to that next level? And I think you have to shine above everybody else. Right. That's true. And it's all up to you. It is all up to you. But first of all, you got to define how you define success. You know, it, it is it a high paying career? Uh, do you, you know, it, it, that's, or do you want to be president of the company? Do you want to be, you know, I think that's, that's very, that means a lot if you can define what you, what success is to you and then your commitment to your goal. It says take away distractions, uh, things in your life that distract you. Uh, it, you know, it's, and, and it's almost a cliche. People that are alcoholics, addicted to drugs, or out to the bar at two o'clock every night. Um, it, it, you almost have to get up early, even though it sounds corny, you know, early to bed, early to rise, if you're going to be successful, I think. Right. I think so, too. I mean, you were always up early. We were up early at sales meetings and mm -hmm. things like that. And, um, you know, that God way. knows, I know you work longer hours than I did, but, uh, uh, you know, putting in the hours, you're going to have to be willing to do that. I know sometimes, like you said, you miss a lot of ball games your kids had and stuff, but you're able to provide for them uh, as well. And I, I guess you have to find the right mix on it, you know? Yeah, but I think the most important thing is to find someone who is successful and then and talk to them, learn from them, take them to lunch, take them to dinner, learn everything you can from them, because that's the easiest way for success and then do it. And do you, you think agree? that um, those type of people are willing to also uh, kind of give you guidance and ideas and help you along the way if they think, you know, you're wanting to listen to them 
instead of just I saying, believe, I, well, yeah. I already know everything. Yeah. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I believe they would. Because, so, you know, really, it, it doesn't come in books necessarily. And, and the, easiest road, the easiest road to success is following someone who's already been there. It's not reading a book, but so, anyway. I got two more things that really, okay. in my mind, stick out. One of them is um, be careful who you surround yourself with because some of your friends do not want you to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't want you to be more successful than them. Yes, that's true. There's a lot of people like that, the Debbie Downers or the people that don't want to see you succeed because that means if, if they want to stay even with you, they're going to have to work harder and they don't mm -hmm. want to do that. And the other thing is being persistent because oh, a lot yes. of people will constantly tell you why you can't do something or, you know, we don't need anybody like you here at this office. Now we're not hiring. We're not this, we're not that. But eventually, don't you think every successful person's got a break that's come along to make a difference? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, that's why I say sometimes it's it's being in the right place at the right time. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's being with the right person at the right time. And sometimes it's just being there. Um, so it, it you know, and, it, and everyone has to help you. When I first went in the radio business, the owner of the radio station did not want to hire me. Mm -hmm. You know why? Uh, he, he no idea, because I would hire you. Well, what is it? <laughs> He couldn't get a credit check on me. I just came out of the Air Force and mm. he could, and there was no, I had no credit. He couldn't get a credit check on me. Wow. I've been in Korea. So he wow. said, no, I'm not going to hire him. And Claude Tomlinson and Bobby Denton went to him and said, Mr. Dick, I think we need to hire this young man. And they did. And that's how it all started. Wow. So, you know, someone, what was it? I saw a thing with Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. He was accepting an Emmy or something. He said, I want everybody here to pause for a moment and think for the next 30 seconds of who got you here. Because he said, no matter who you are, no matter how big you are or successful you are, I promise you some people's names are going to pop into your head in the next 30 seconds. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Nobody does it by themselves, Ed. And that's why you, that's why it's a good thing to help people who are wanting to learn what you're doing and do it better. And it's good to help them along the way. That's what, that's how you pay back. You know, this has been fun. I really enjoyed that. All right. We're going to, unless you got anything else, we'll wrap up the keys to success part. Okay. Uh, anything else you can think of? No, that's okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, let's uh, tell everybody what's coming up. Then I got a sponsor and then we'll, we'll, we'll move along. All right. Well, coming up, we're going to. Uh, <laughs> I hope we do we the mailbag. Got, we, got, uh, we got the mailbag. Got a couple of good letters here, <laughs> and uh, got some uh, business shout-outs and some good things. And yeah, we so did. We're not going to complain the, this show, but next show we'll get back to complaints. But, uh, there you go. Yeah. We'll this one ran crazy. a little bit long. So, okay. hey, Ben Lucky, uh, boy, did they start? They opened the doors a year ago, and. I think they kicked the doors off because I'm telling you what, they had a huge year. Uh, ben Lucky, if you've not been there, you need to get your tail down there. Here's how it works. On Wednesday and Thursday, they get all those things that you return to Home Depot and Lowe's and Amazon, and they come in by the truckloads. 
they put them in these bins all around the store and on friday morning they open bright and early and everything is seven dollars i don't care if it's something that has never been out of the box and it's worth 40 it's seven dollars saturday it goes to five sunday three dollars monday only a dollar to get anything you want in there tuesday if there's anything left it's only 50 cents and on wednesday and thursday they restock and you're saying bob where in the tarnation is this place i gotta go it's 4426 middlebrook pike across from the keb substation get on by there and tell them that ed and bob sent you <laughs> all right open that uh, mailbox up ed all right here we go and the first letter is from Tim in Atlanta. What country has the best highways? Well, it's got to be the United States of America. No, no, oh, no. Oh, my God. Hey, what? We're, but we're America, Ed. We're the we're, best at everything, right? We're the United States. Well, Ed and I have the list here of the uh, best roads in the country, in the world. Wow. You know, the United States is number 10. Mm-hmm. Did this surprise you? Yes, it did. It shocked me. I was always told the United States had the best transportation road system in the world. And we're not even in the top five. No. Uh, number one, the United Arab Emirates. Um, they got a lot of money. Number two, who's that? They got a lot of flat land too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, so that made it a lot easier, I'm sure. Then we got Singapore. Uh, yeah. Never been to they either one of those. They the, don't have many roads. The third country with the best roads is Switzerland. Um, they you know, when they, they said, uh, like with the United Arab Emirates, it said um, they have a sophisticated road infrastructure. They have a lot. They do a lot of projects all the time, and. Uh, they but they don't have a lot of road safety and they don't do well in traffic congestion so maybe well no we don't do very well in traffic congestion <laughs> number four the best roads in the world hong kong and then the netherlands who's after that ed japan wow i bet they do have good roads i bet they're congested yeah all right round out the top 10 before you get to the united states of america portugal France, Portugal, and I, I didn't, I've been to Portugal. I didn't think their roads were all that great. But anyway, Austria, United States, and Korea is at 12. Well, I can remember when Korea roads were dirt. Really? How long were you in Korea? Over a year. It's a lot better now, though, isn't it? Is and it Germany right? is 15th. You know, they have the Autobahn. Well, that's what I would think. I, would, I thought it would be United States, then Germany. Yeah, uh, places I don't like know. that. I don't get it. All right, open up something else for us. That's it, isn't it? Did I go through all the mail? Nope. Vicky from Little Rock. What state has the most swamps? What state has the most swamps? I bet Ed <laughs> well, knows I this. Be Florida, wouldn't it? It is Florida. You know, twenty uh, percent of all wetlands in the United States are in Florida. Yeah. What do you think is after Florida? Something close to Florida. I, I would have said Louisiana, but it's not. Yeah, Georgia. It's uh, Georgia. 20% of Georgia is considered a wetland. They got one that's almost 400,000 acres down there. Well, I guess the Okeechobee or Okeechobee, Okeechobee, or all those things they've got that mm -hmm. um, 
the swamps we heard about. Uh, I guess that's true in Georgia. So, yeah. and then Hawaii, only three percent. But so, um, but have you ever done one of those? Uh, what are the big fan-like things you get on it and ride through the Everglades? Airboats. Yeah. yeah. You have? The Everglades. Yeah. My son and I rode one in the Everglades. Really? Yeah. Was fun. that pretty cool? Oh, yeah, it's great. You'll so is it a tourist it. thing, or did you know somebody? No, it's a tourist thing. You just go down and rent them, and uh, they got a driver and you know, take you up through there. <laughs> How cool is that? Boy, I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, they could... It goes fast. See, you'll they'll turn a corner at going to 50 miles an hour, and I mean, it's like whoa! It's fun. <laughs> and then they'll, and also they'll stop someplace and let you feed the gators and all that, you know. But anyway, I, it's pretty cool. I'm surprised people don't have something like that, like out here in the lakes or around here. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know, you could do that. All right, tell everybody how they can listen to this show, Ed, will you? Ed Bob Show is available on the internet at edandbob.com or download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app and say, I want to find Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe on Alexa and your Alexa skill settings. Enable TuneIn and then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, what do you want to hear? And you say exactly this, Ed and Bob Show. And if you want to comment, go to edandbob.com in the comment section, oddly enough. Uh, email us, Ed and Bob at yahoo.com. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. That's easy. Just look up Ed and Bob, and we're right there. All right, Ed, this has been a fun show, talking about the keys to success, and I hope that people take a lot of that to heart. So I thought that was really good. So, Thank you. Any shouting out for you? No, but I've got a list. I left it at home. Oh, <laughs> man. <it> next time. <laughs> Butler and Bailey Market's one I've got, a business up here in Rocky Hill. They've been around for a long time, got great food and great yeah. uh, prices. It's hard to compete with your Kroger's and all those stores, but they seem to do a good job at it. Nothing wrong with a neighborhood there's, market, is there? No, there's, they're famous for their meat selection, too. Yeah, yeah, it is excellent. All right, what's the next show going to be, Ed? It's going to be electric vehicles. Are they going to take over our roads? And I hope so. I can't <laughs> wait to get one. I want one so bad. I'm surprised you don't have one already. Well, talk to my wife. <laughs> All right, Ed. So until next time, here we are mid-January wrapping this one up. What, what was this? 156? We're rolling it along. Is. It All is. Right. 156. I'll see you next time, sir. Okay, buddy. Bye. Bye. Just like the fellas said, tell me quick.